During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. What's up, guys? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, January 8th, 2020. Man. I'm Tim Geddes. This is the new face of video games. Oh, Blessing man. at Aoya <laughs> Jr. All these lofty proclamations. Hey, hey you ain't going to be shit unless you know you make yourself shit. I mean, yesterday, uh, Greg said that this show is now my own. Mm -hmm. The day before that, I recorded P.I.S. I Love You XOXO. Yeah, All this yeah. pressure. Which is live now. You yeah. can go to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games to check out the first episode of Volume 2 of P.S. I Love You XOXO yeah. with Greg Miller and Blessing. Yes. How was that? It was really fun. Like, yeah. shockingly fun. Yeah. It was like two hours of just PlayStation talk in a way where I think going into it, I was a bit worried because, you know, we have KFGD, we have Gamescast, we have uh, both a new show and a show where we talk about impressions, right? And so... I think that begs the question of what are we talking about on PSLVUXOXO? And halfway during the podcast, I was like, nope, this works perfectly because <laughs> yeah. it's just us talking about PlayStation yeah. and it's conversational and uh, it's free-flowing the way I think people uh, love and, and, and in a way I think people remember from the beyond days. And Hell so yeah, I think man. it encompasses uh, everything that's great about what kind of funny does. I'm proud of you, man. You guys are doing great stuff. I'm, I'm very thankful to all of you out there for showing so much support to the first episode. Uh, you can watch it on YouTube. You can also listen to it on podcast services. Um, if you used to subscribe to PS I Love You on podcast services, you might have been bumped um, because it kind of does this like weird calling thing where sometimes it unsubscribes you. Mm. Or even if you're still subscribed, long story short, go in there, unsubscribe, resubscribe if you want to mm. make sure that you're being notified every week awesome. for that. Tim. Um, can I ask you a question? Go for it. This has nothing to do with video games. Oh, man. I want to ask you about your morning routine. Oh, yeah? This is my third day here. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like I'm still getting used to uh, how do I, like, do I eat breakfast before I leave the house? Do I get breakfast on the way? Do I just mm. wait until after the show to eat? Like, what time do I wake up? What time do I get here? And so I've, I've been experimenting with different uh, different morning routines. And I haven't found the right one yet. So I want to know, for you, on days where you're hosting KFGD. It, it took me many years to, to get this done. I've, mm -hmm. I don't eat breakfast. I'm not a breakfast guy. Never really? have. Never will be. Except for the fact that I am. <laughs> I became one because of Nick Scarpino and his damn egg bites Ooh, from Starbucks. Egg bites! So usually good. I'll drive in. I'll, what I'll do is I'll put in a mobile order to Starbucks mm -hmm. at the West Portal Starbucks. Then I'll drive, pull over, run in, pick up my Trenta iced coffee, a little bit of them egg bites, mm -hmm. make it way, way over there, mm -hmm. pop those things in my mouth. There's my morning. Sounds if, good. If you and wanna, here we are on Kind of Funny Games Daily. What's up, Kev? If you want to try that blessing, there is a Starbucks about two blocks away from your car. Really? Yeah. I have not seen it. I know. I've been hitting up at that McDonald's all the time, the and I ate it at, at that IHOP. I can't say too much, if, uh, 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 or else I'll give away my location. But <laughs> I mean, the, the people could triangulate right now. Oh yeah, triangulate. They but there are there are quite a few pla good Where places around McDonald's? me. McDonald's. Oh, you know yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Damn, a lot of like my life was there at, at that McDonald's. Yeah, at that particular. 
It's all true. It's all true. But this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, we get together to talk about all the nerdy video game news that you need to know. You can watch the show live. You can watch it later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or podcast services around the globe. You can also get the show ad-free with the exclusive post show by going to Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Thank you all for all your support. Uh, this month, we're doing the big crowdfunding push to try to you know support the future of Kind of support our new studio that we got support all our, our, our new new people and new cool ideas that we want to do so you can go to either patreon.com slash kind of funny or patreon.com slash kind of funny games to help do all of that stuff the platinum tier is really awesome this month you can get the kfa fep go check that stuff out uh if you don't want to watch live you can watch later like i said you can be part of the show by going to patreon where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free along with exclusive daily post shows this is my first games daily uh yeah uh, this is my first time talking about video games on camera in, in 2020. Really? Yeah. Man, it's crazy. Exciting times, this is man. our first time this, one-on-one. I feel like you've been doing a bazillion. This is also our first yeah. show together. Yep. Well, for kind of funny. I did some OKB stuff. You did. But yeah. it, I don't think any of them have been like one-on-one. Actually, in, in person, right? And really? they haven't been one-on-one either. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because those other motherfuckers were there. Exactly. Anyways, now, Alex Van Aken. nothing in between us, man. You got to love it. Some housekeeping. Shout out to our Patreon producers, Blackjack and... Mohammed, Mohammed. Uh, P.S. I love you. It's live now. You can go check it out. Yeah. And later today, if you are at patreon.com slash kind of funny games, uh, silver member or above, you get to watch our games cast game of the year deliberations man, live. I'm so excited for it's it. It's going to be good, man. Everybody's going to be there. Yeah. Everyone's going to be there. Me, you, Greg. Um, Fran. We got Fran, we got Imran, yep. and I think Andy's on that one too. Really? Yeah. So we got. It's going to be a stacked house um, where we will decide kind of funny's game of the year. You guys call 2019. And uh, today we are brought to you by Mint Mobile, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. We got five stories today. Oh, Baker's dozen. Fuck you, Tim. I was testing you and you passed. You passed. Oh, man, I love this show. All right, <laughs> new story number one is the GDC 2020 nominations are man, live. let's freaking go. I, going into today, mm-hmm. on my way here, I was, I was a little bit worried because mm-hmm. I had not heard anything as far as video game news. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this might be a slow show. But now we have a gold mine right here. We got that gold mine. Yeah. Today, nomination day. You got to love it. Let's, let's start off with a little best audio category. How do you feel about that? I feel like that's going to be an obvious one. So we got Death Stranding. We got Sinar Wild Hearts. We have Control. We have Untitled Goose Game. And then we have Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And they have a bunch of honorable mentions. I, I didn't know that was the thing that they did. Cadence of awesome. Hyrule, Fallen Order is yeah. up there. Disco Elysium, Ape Out. Ooh, Ape Out. That's a good one for sound design. Oh, yeah, Ape, Ape Out, really I feel like, good. should be nominated. I'm, I'm shocked yeah. that there's no Resident Evil 2. I feel mm. like if you were to ask me a winner, uh, aside from Call of Duty Modern Warfare... Uh, I would probably say Resident Evil 2 would be my game, video game sound design. So where. here's my thing, and I said this on uh, some games cast a while back when we were talking about uh, sound design. I think it was the Game Awards predictions. But mm-hmm. I had such an – I loved the Resident Evil 2 sound design with the exception of their Dolby Atmos headphone mix, mm. which is very upsetting because that's what should be the best thing that they had going yeah. for them uh, on the Xbox One X. And it just never felt right. When huh. I would take it off and just listen with the with speakers, it was fantastic. But it's just like th- you'd think that the best way to listen to this thing, especially with headphones, mm-hmm. 
should kind of be like the optimal experience. Dang, that's but, shocking. That's upsetting, actually. Yeah, but I also I appreciate that Capcom's been really pushing the 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 game forward when it comes to Dolby Atmos mixes and really caring about 3D sound design mm-hmm. uh, in their games. So I'd rather them try, but I really hope that RE3 kind of fixes some of those yeah. some of those problems. Interesting. I, I will say, as far as RE2, me playing on my uh, TV and alternating between that and my headphones, uh, just like the the way the zombies would would kind of groan and moan and all that stuff, and then that mixed with the jump scare moments and how. Uh, you would hear it, it, it'd be like a mixture of the soundtrack and just like ambient sounds mixing together to create just a a terrifying. Experience I mean, Mister X, right? Oh, just the yeah. footsteps, just, the footsteps. just the, like the bass sounds that would happen where you're yeah. just like, I am terrified, and you always knew exactly where it was. Mm-hmm. That's, that that is great sound design. Cyanide yeah. Wild Hearts, I think, is an interesting one because that was all music. Yeah, well, th- so it's best audio is the category. It's not best sound design oh, necessarily. Okay. Um, so that's the other thing huh. too is we I, I I don't know exactly how the uh, these are voted on. Um, whereas game boards, we knew the, the different list of all the people here. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we'll see because that could sway what ends up getting it right. Because yeah. we know we knew that the Call of Duty Modern Warfare was going to get it because of that E three mm-hmm. Judges Week thing that, that Greg always talks about. Um, but all right, cool. Moving on, best debut: uh, Disco Elysium, Outer Wilds, Manifold Garden. I have not heard that one. Me neither. Knights and Bikes or Neocab? I I, have some Neocabs getting a shout out there. Yeah, shout out to Neocab. I I, I think it's between Disco Elysium and Outer Wilds. I think those are the two games last year that kind of came out and kind of knocked people back. Like, both those games are games. Outer Wilds especially is a game that I've heard people, like, refer to as one of their favorite games of all time, Mm -hmm. which I tried Outer Wilds multiple times, and I I couldn't get into it. And I still, like, part of me wants to just force myself to get to the end of that game because uh, I've not... I've not heard one person who has beaten that game and doesn't proclaim that that game is like their their jam, but it that game just just doesn't onboard you um, very easily. Like you kind of have to kind of uh, push through it to get to the good part. It seems like um, in Disco Elysium, so similarly, I've heard people talk about how that game uh, as as a CRPG uh, does things to kind of pull you in, even if you aren't a fan of that genre. Like mm-hmm. I think I was listening to IGN UK and those guys were talking about how. Um, at least one of them, I forget which I forget who it was. It might have been Simon Carter or somebody, but somebody was like, "Oh yeah, like I don't even like these types of games." And Disco Elysium pulled me in. Mm-hmm. Um, that along with like Games Gamespot people loving it, I think Gamespot gave it a ten out of ten. And so I think those two games are probably the front runners. But um, yeah, shout out to shout out to all these nominees. It looks like a good list. I want to know more about Manifold Garden. Uh, Kev, can you look up Manifold Garden real quick? On it. Thank you. Yeah, I, I feel like this one's going to go to Disco. Uh, I think that going into Game Awards, I would have said it was Outer Wilds, but then seeing the reaction to Disco Elysium, I think mm-hmm. that only has helped that game yeah. kind of get Disco Elysium, played by more people. Disco Elysium was the game that won the most Game Awards, right? Is mm-hmm. that is that right? Yeah. That, what a year 2019 was, you know? Right? That's rad. Yeah. <laughs> that's out of this world. Bring this up, Kev. Thank you. So we're looking at Manifold Gardens. Manifold Garden. Or Manifold play. Garden, yeah. Yeah, Manifold Garden from William... C H Y R choir. So it's a PC game. Ooh, love the person. love the colors, man. This, look this at, the, looks look like, at them gradients. Uh, this looks like changed. Anti-Chamber. Have you ever played Anti-Chamber? No. It's another PC game. Oh, I wonder if it's by the same guy as Anti-Chamber because I loved Anti-Chamber. So Anti-Chamber was like this first-person puzzle game. Uh, if you, th- I mean, looks exactly like this, where you are essentially doing these mind-bending puzzles. This has to be. Hold on. Hold on. I'm looking at uh, Will and Cryer right now. The studio. Um, they. This, this is their debut. Really? Suppo- I mean, oh, that's, yeah. that's what they're up for. So this looks exactly like Anti Chamber. Huh. 
so yeah, audio listeners is essentially yeah, a first person uh, stylized puzzle game, assumably. Yeah, look up Antichamber. So yeah. the game was inspired by Antichamber. Okay, I'm playing this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of want to play it too. That looks. Dude, Anti Chamber uh, that came that came out like oh. mi- beginning of the decade ish. Anti Chamber was made by Dem Ruth. It came out January thirty first, twenty thirteen. So it's it's super cool. Whoa. Think like The Witness or any any other sort of like first person puzzle game. Um, but yeah, it came out obviously be- uh, before The Witness. Uh, really trippy. Really, very much like you are. Speed run. Uh, you're essentially solving these inter- environmental puzzles, and they're all meant to kind of like mess with you, mess with your perspective. Um, I'm not even like a huge like PC gamer, but this game was worth you know getting on my laptop and 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 playing because uh, it's a really cool game. Uh, we got best design. Baba is you. Outer Wilds, Death Stranding, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> Baba is you is an interesting one. Also, Untitled Goose Game is another interesting. Yeah, one. Yeah, Untitled like, Goose Game. I love that game. As far as best design? I, oh my god. Are you kidding? It's like a it's a puzzle game. I've never I thought you were about to say it's a Kevin simulator. <laughs> I've never heard you talk about Untitled Goose Game. Yeah, me neither. Baba is You is a really cool game. Do you, are you familiar with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the top-down puzzle game where you're essentially programming, uh, doing block puzzles, but you're uh, pushing words together to uh, help you solve puzzles. Uh, and So that's, that's the cool thing there is that I, I feel like Baba is You is definitely a a contender for that yeah. but death stranding just because it has the pedigree that it has i feel yeah there's so much like clout that just goes into like wanting to to vote for mm-hmm. that some of the honorable mentions here pretty interesting we got apex legends on there as well yeah apex um, legends i feel like doesn't get enough love yeah as far as awards luigi's mansion 3 disco elysium star wars jedi fallen order as well mm. uh innovation award <laughs> Untitled Goose Game. All right. <laughs> Disco Elysium, Baba is You, Death Stranding, or Are you just reading the same list over and over again? Or? I mean, that's, that's what it feels like. That's yeah. video games, right? Um, but yeah, it's uh, they're all in different orders. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really see the rhyme or reason there. But um, Innovation Award, Baba is You sounds like a pretty innovative yeah. game. Yeah. I would probably go with Outer Wilds, mm-hmm. judging from the way people talk about Outer Wilds, as far as like... It being something that feels super new, uh, like I, I, I think it was Giant Bomb who I was listening to, where where um, uh, one of them was saying that like if more if more games come out that are essentially like Outer Wilds, then it's essentially created a new genre mm. for what it is because it's very for for all the things that kind of push me away from it, I think are the same things that pull people into Outer Wilds, where you jump into that game and you don't know where to go, you don't know what to do, you don't know uh, how to essentially operate in this world and the way that you kind of progress is by learning what goes on and by learning the rules of the world similar to something like the witness but i feel like it outer wilds is even more amorphous than that and so uh with how different and weird outer wilds is and how successful the people who love that game would say it is um i could very well see that game pulling pulling it uh, best mobile game, Sayonara, Wild Hearts, What the Golf, Grindstone, Sky, Children of Light, Call of Duty, Mobile. Hmm. Is Grindstone the one that t- Greg's obsessed yes. with? Yeah. yeah. Grindstone's the one that like the games industry is obsessed with. Like everyone, oh. everyone well, it sounds that, like that's an easy one then, that jumped it? on it. Well, that's the thing, though. Is like So that was a, an Apple Arcade darling when it first yeah. came mm-hmm. out. Um, I feel like Sayonara Wild Hearts kind of gets split because it was also on, on yeah. consoles, so people don't really think of it that way. And I way. feel like Sayonara Wild Hearts is better on consoles, uh-huh. honestly. Yeah, I mean, I tried playing it on mobile, and I, I just wasn't 
-hmm. It wasn't vibing with me mainly because of the controls. I liked the music and I liked the the visuals, but I definitely wanted a, a controller. And I know I could have played with a controller, but I didn't have mm -hmm. one on me. Yeah. Um, yeah, what the golf people like as well. But uh, I feel like Sky is one of those games that didn't hit the the peaks that it was expected to coming yeah. from the pedigree of that game company. Um, and people played it, but you know, taking something like that game company's design philosophy mm -hmm. and applying it to you know the iOS uh, ecosystem and, and the amount of people that can play it, they didn't show up in the same way that PS3 players did for Journey. Yeah, and I think that that uh, kind of hurt it a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, if I had to guess, I'd say probably either uh, Grindstone or Call of Duty Mobile. Because Call of Duty Mobile was the one that I think we all counted out during the Game Awards. Yep, and, and then it and won. It won. Yeah. Um, and I'm not familiar familiar with Call of Duty Mobile and how well that game performs. Um, as far as, far as like actual like gameplay, I'm sure it sells phenomenally. Um, yeah. From all accounts, it like plays very well. Mm -hmm. Fran was talking about it a while back, and I know some of the people, just, my friends, just play it religiously. Yeah, and so that game might just be like technically incredible, which could lead it to winning this. Honorable mentions are Mutia Zone, Assemble with Care. Archero, Card of Darkness, Mini Motorways. Card of Darkness is Fran's jam. Really? Yeah, that's a game the last couple of games cast. Like he just keeps pushing. It's like huh. it's math and magic and cards, and it's like Fran, you are a nerd. Interesting. Card of I love Darkness. It, card of Darkness by Choice Provisions. No Teppin. Another here. Uh, Apple Arcade game. No Teppin. Did you play Teppin? No. Uh, Ian, Ian, my the homie from OK Beast plays Teppin yeah. and loves it. I want to try it because I hear good things about Teppin. You want to pull up Card of Darkness right now, Kev? Yeah, I just thought it'd be fun because it looks weirder than I thought. Yes. Huh. So this looks interesting. Very colorful. It's got a little world map going on. Very cute. Yeah, so this is the actual <sighs> the gameplay here. This is what Fran does in his, in his free time. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So it's like mini Fire Emblem oh, style kind of strategy. Like I'd, I'd mess with. This seems like something I'd like. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a Kevin Ash This game. does look like a great time waster. Oh, yeah. Look at the little dancing guy down there. You gotta love it. Um, moving on, best narrative. Disco Elysium, Control, Death Stranding, The Outer Worlds, Outer Wilds. My personal pick would be Control, but what I think will get it, ooh, probably Disco Elysium. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what it, that one at uh, Game Awards. Yeah. Um. This is the first category, if I remember correctly, in any Game Awards that we've seen, any official Game Awards, where both Outer Worlds and Outer Wilds are in the same category. Really? <laughs> I oh, might man. be wrong about it. You can go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong to let me know. I but think, I that, think might, so. that might be right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, best narrative. I, it's, I feel like it's one of those things where Control and Death Stranding split it, mm -hmm. and that leaves room for all the people that are really pushing for Disco Elysium to, to come through. I could see that. Man, I really wish I finished Control. I... See, I played until you got the gun, and that was it. And it's like it's like twenty minutes. Controls thing. The thing that I think will hold control back is that I think the main story in Control is a, is a bit forgettable as far as like what's going on with Jesse Faden and like her brother and all that stuff. I feel like that stuff kind of isn't as strong as the lore of the world or like what what's going on with the facility, all the things that you pick up and read, and all the things that are all the things that are surrounding the main narrative. That's that stuff is incredible, and that's some of the best environmental storytelling i feel like i've seen in a game but the main story is a bit forgettable but for me when i'm playing a video game i'm i kind of prefer all of the stuff around the world like all the stuff that i can see all the stuff that i can look around and like pick up yeah, i feel yeah, like yeah. that's what makes video game storytelling interesting which is why my pick would be control 
Um, but I think from what I've heard about Discolizium's story, it seems pretty solid, and it seems like a lot of people uh, have fallen in love with it, given it giving giving it winning the uh, Game Awards mm-hmm. uh, story, and so that's why I see it winning. Uh, we got best technology. Going to either Death Stranding, Control, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Apex Legends, or Noida. I don't even know what that means. I don't, I don't know Noida either. Can you Can check you that out? N O I T A. Are you familiar with that? No. Cool. Yeah, best technology. Hmm. N O I T A? Yes. Noida? Noida? Here we got the Noida reveal trailer. Okay, cool. Huh? It's really? a side scroller. Every pixel is simulated. Huh. I don't know what that means. <laughs> that's technology, though, yeah. dude. The physics are real. Is oh. I, I mean, I think yeah. that's pixels. what they're saying. Oh, yeah. I think I, I think I see. But, like, did you see when it rained? It, yeah. like, filled in certain parts, and mm. other parts didn't fill the same way? Let me, let me Interesting. Yeah, that seems really cool. Um, yeah, we'll see. we'll see about that one. I don't know. It's kind of hard to... See the way the... It's not going into here unless this is filled. Yeah, it's like pixel physics. Andy's all about control when it comes to this type of stuff. He's talking about all the the things that the game does technically with the with the world itself, you know. Yeah, but like that game didn't run well on console at least, control. And so I feel like you got to kind of take away from it because of that. I would probably if I had to pick, I'd probably give it to Death Stranding as far as technology. Oh, I feel like Oh, look I, at that. Sorry. Guys. That does look beautiful. It for looks Noita. beautiful and like look, it's an electrical thing. And then it like, oh, just pushes oh, throughout all of the water. Yo, well, Noita might rad. be the one. I did not expect this to grab my attention the way it's Yeah, I know. Right this now. is really cool. Yeah, that looks but really this dope. is the type of thing that won't win just because I don't think people enough people know. Enough people well, know yeah. yeah. But that also I mean, like the character is just like a hood, it looks like. There's no like face or yeah. I feel like it comes down also to like who's judging. So for best technology, what makes you think Death Stranding stands out? Just because I feel like that game, as far as the mechanics that are at play in Death Stranding, I feel like they're so different but at at the same time interesting and i think impressive as far as like the balance systems how that mixes with like the cargo balancing and all that stuff like you know there's a mission in there where you have to deliver a pizza which means you have to figure out how to stack the pizza uh with all the packages you're carrying so that it doesn't go sideways and like i everything about how that game uh kind of moves physically I think is really cool mm. and really impressive and really like I mean it, it the game's polished um, and runs super well um, and so I for me I'd give it I'd, I'd give it to it though I respect what controls doing Call of Duty Modern Warfare uh, I think has a big chance because uh, it's Call of Duty Modern Warfare right so it's a it's a pretty solid game um, Apex Legends I'm sure I think is in here because of the ping system yeah. and how that's a really cool technology. So I would also like like any of these games winning, I would be down with because I think all these games do dope things um, with technology, with their technology. But Death Stranding is the one where I don't, I don't know, I look at that and it hits me different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I 100% agree with that. There's something about the way that like how tightly designed Death Stranding is that reminds me so much of Metal Gear Solid yeah. 5. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, Phantom Pain's? Phantom Pain, yeah. Uh, where it's like Phantom Pain, obviously, that was a shooter, but like that was the tightest, like that kind of shooter, you know, th- that I had ever played. Um, where this is like, it, it sounds silly, but like the, the delivery running around aspect is so well made that it's yeah. like, it's insane, yeah. I think. Uh, best visual art Control, Death Stranding, Sekiro. Sign our Wild Hearts Disco Elysium. It'll be control. It's got to be control. 
I think it's got to be Control. I mean, I think it's Control or Death Stranding. Like yeah. Death Stranding Death just Stranding. has the, the pedigree of yeah. just so many of these things. You, you said it earlier, but the polish. Yeah. Right? It's like you can have cool art style. You can have cool technology. You can have all the stuff. But like when you have all that with polish, mm-hmm. that goes a very long way. Yeah. And Death Stranding like has the character design. It has the like the just the environments of Death Stranding, like the 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 greenness in like the the I want to call them wildlands, but they're not wildlands, but like the um, uh, just like the vistas. Yeah, the vistas, or even like when you go into like different sorts of areas Biomes. environmentally, like looks super cool. It's super different. It stands out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cutscenes are just beautiful in Death Stranding. So if Death Stranding won it, I wouldn't be mad by any means. Um, Control is my pick just because that game. And I guess this is visual art specifically because I was going to talk about how like audio, audio visual wise, mm-hmm. right? Where you, when you hear like the body floating in the air and the hiss and all that stuff, it hits you a certain way. Um, that kind of it gave me chills when I when I was first playing the game. Um, but yeah, just the just the visual alone of like the bodies in the air, the upside down triangles, and how that um, like how that stuff kind of points to like the supernatural. Um, how clean everything looks in that game. I think that game deserves. Deserves a nod in this category, but yeah, Death Stranding is a, is a strong one. Uh, best VR slash AR game: Vader Immortal, Blood and Truth, Asgard's Wrath, Boneworks, and Pistol Whip. I didn't realize Pistol Whip Pistol Whip came out. Uh, I think that was at the Upload VR E3 showcase. Mm. I think, and I remember seeing it. It was maybe I'm thinking of a game with a different name, but I remember seeing a game called Pistol Whip and it looked cool. Can you pull up Pistol Whip? Kat? Yeah, pull up Pistol Whip because it might be the one I'm thinking of. I yeah, I think this. I think this is the one. Is he shooting a? Oh, I see. Is huh. It, I wonder. Is this on wa- rails? On whales. <laughs> Death Stranding. Yeah. This looks interesting. Uh. Oh yeah, this is the one. Okay, maybe the gameplay didn't look as cool oh, as shit. I thought the, tra- the trailer did. Wait, this got a cool though. Yeah, yeah this, looks this cool. is dope. Well, the way they, they it's shot like this super is hot really on cool. on rails. Yeah. Without the. It's like a, yeah, it's a super yeah. fast on rail shooter. Oh wow, it's just like super hot. Yeah, it's pretty when cool. Did, when did this come out, oh, Kevin? Shit. Did I not have that on? Huh, um, oh, it's on Oculus. There you go. I don't have Oculus. You want to borrow one? We got one in the office. Boneworks, Ooh. the game by Stress Level Zero. That's uh, our boy Brandon Latch, uh, Freddie Wong's former partner from back in the day. Huh? He split off and did started doing VR stuff. Interesting. I, I, that's, that's cool to see what that the game get nominated. Boneworks. Boneworks is their game, yeah. Um, but for the winner here. I don't know, man. I feel like like everyone that has done Vader Immortal loves it. Yeah, but I can't believe I haven't done it. Isn't Vader Immortal Immortal just like a chapter one though, or is it? No, they did three. They did three of them. They did three chapters. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they're all out. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. This Boneworks looks. Yeah, Boneworks is is crazy, man. What's this on, Kevin? Um, you know, that's a great question. I don't think it's on. I, I think, I think it on it's PSVR. on all the PC ones. Okay. See, I just have PSVR, and so that's why I'm yeah, looking at Blood and Truth. Like Blood and Truth is my pick, but that's because I've only played Blood and yeah. Truth yeah. on this list. <laughs> Everyone that I've heard talk about Vader Immortal says it's amazing. Yeah, definitely huh. want to try that one. Damn, this Holy looks cow. crazy. Yeah, this looks crazy. Fuck, we might have to get this in a little bit. You know, we'll try. Uh, game of the year: Death Stranding, Control, Sekiro, Untitled Goose Game, Outer Wilds. Am I missing out on Untitled Goose Game? 
I don't think so. Man. I love it because I didn't play I it because it just it. didn't I, look not, like my thing. It's not game of the year, but like I was watching, uh, we played it on X, the Extra Life stream. Mm-hmm. I was watching someone play it, and it was just frustrating because whoever it was, dumb dumb. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. was obvious what you had to do. They stopped playing it. I was like, well, let me see this bad boy over here, and then I played it for the rest of the stream. It does not <laughs> surprise me at all that you love that game, Kev. It just makes like you. you I and the love deuce. Pu- I love puzzle games, and that's what that game is. Yeah, it's like, hey, how do you figure out? I make these people do these things and move to the next area. It's all mm-hmm. about. I, I didn't vibe with it. I played the first level of it, and mm-hmm. I was just like, this is weirdly obtuse <laughs> feeling. <laughs> I'm sorry. In the chat, people were like, "Oh, it was Nick playing. Nick's the dumb dumb." <laughs> 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 sorry about that. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, looking at this, I I don't know, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one a, of those things where I'm, tired, those splits. I'm, I'm done guessing game of the year because everybody's giving it to a different everyone person, has a different a different, different choice. So. And so hey, and yeah, so honorable mentions here: Disco Elysium, Outer Worlds, Jedi Fallen Order, Apex Legends. Man, what a year, dude! I'm excited to talk about it on Gamescast. Yeah, because I I got opinions on uh, 2019 in video games. Good opinions. Uh, as far as I like, I think it's been a great year. Yeah. is what I'm saying. So, Respawn, like, man, they're just like. Coming through clutch. Oh my god! If there was a developer of the year award, yeah, it'd be respawn. Totally, absolutely. All right, there you go. Those are the GDC 2020 award nominees. Uh, next news story: There is a new Lord of the Ring game that got confirmed. <laughs> All right, Lord of the Rings Golem confirmed for PS Golem. Golem. No, no, no Golem. I, just, I don't. I thought it was going to be another one of those. I'm not Lord of the Rings guy. Shadow Mortar uh, yeah. confirmed yeah. for PS5 and Xbox Series X. Uh, Daedalic Entertainment has reaffirmed that its action-adventure game, The Lord of the Rings Gollum, will be coming to next-gen consoles, including PS5 and Xbox Series X, alongside PC in 2021. When do you think Xbox is going to announce the Series S or whatever, so we can stop referring to the next one as Series, Series X, X and start calling it Xbox? See, I, I mean, Greg, we talk, have talked about this this week, that I think... I. I think they will launch with two uh, two consoles, yeah. Xbox. I think they'll do. I think they'll do a higher priced one and a lower priced one. One that'll be, but uh, one that'll cost more than PS Five and one that'll cost less than the PS Five. And you gotta imagine it that it's way. called Series S, right? Yeah, Series S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's where I'm at. And so E3 is probably my guess. Yeah, we'll see. That would make sense. Uh, I'm like seventy percent. That is the thing. I just feel like it'd be smarter to launch with one SKU. Otherwise, you're dividing your things. And I don't think yeah. so, man. I think give them options. That's where I'm Especially at. Especially with Game Pass and XCloud and all that stuff coming up. Because I think if I think you, if you release two consoles that way, it's like an it's it's an all out attack on PS5. Especially when like the the Series X, there's no way that that's affordable. You know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so this is what the studio told Edge Magazine for its February 2020 issue, which has a number of interviews with key developers that reveal the first new details about the game since its announcement back in March 2019. For starters, they've set out to invent their own version of the main character, Gollum, rather than follow the look given to him in the Peter Jackson movies. Uh, Tolkien didn't give a size reference for Gollum to begin with, uh, so in the first illustrations, he's gigantic. He's like a monster emerging from the swamp. Uh, they haven't revealed what he will look like yet in the game. There's a whole bunch more news. If you want more information on this, you can go check out the article on IGN.com by Chris Priestman. Awesome. I. What's with all these PS5 games that, like, so before this we had we had Godfall, I think mm-hmm. it was right, which is I think the so I think this makes this like the second confirmed, officially announced, like, officially confirmed, like this is coming to PlayStation Five. Ubisoft kind of did their. There's. It's kind of like the the uh, chicken before the egg in some situations yeah. where it's like our new lineup's going to be coming to PS5, but we don't know what the games are. So yeah. yeah. So official titles. I feel like PlayStation. I. F- 
I feel like Sony's got to announce some games soon for PS5 yeah. because so far you have like you have this uh, Lord of the Rings Go- Gollum, which I'm sure will be will be fine, even though I don't know if I want to play a game about Gollum. Um, you have this and you have Godfall, which also seems like it's going to be fine. But God- Godfall looks pretty rad. Yeah, I mean, I, and that one is exclusive. Is it? Ex- least, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's like They only announced so it far. It, it yeah. looks like it's going to be exclusive. Yeah, but then you have. On the Xbox side, we know we're getting Halo Infinite, and mm-hmm. we know we're getting Hellblade 2, which are two bangers. But we don't know we're getting Hellblade. Well, we know we're eventually going to get it, but yeah. like we don't know when we're going to get know it. Know when we're getting that. But yeah. again, Halo Infinite is enough for a launch. Yeah. Kind of. At least it used to be. And even like that. this, I don't know if, if – have they said this is launch? No, I guess you're right. Yeah, no, I'm just talking about like full library so far. Yeah. Like, so but I mean, you got to imagine that's what February is for, right? Yeah. Do you think Sony is fine with these companies coming out and saying that they're putting out games? This always happens. Every generation, mm-hmm. like, there has to be the kind of, like, first rumblings. And I feel like this is the weirdest new gen because this is the first time that before we, like, really get the blowout of the console, we know the names. We kind of know that it's coming. Like, yeah. the way that Sony announced the PS5 was with just a random Euro gamer article, right? Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. like, oh, hey, it's a thing. It's happening. It's the it PlayStation 5. Yeah. yeah, wired. It's like... Okay, well, yeah, it's happening. I guess you know. I wonder if PlayStation, after like maybe the last Wired article, sent out like a memo to developers saying like, "Hey, like it's open now. You guys can say that you're putting out PS5 games if you want." Mm-hmm. Or if it's a thing where Sony is like, "Hey, can you can you guys like calm down a little bit? We want to kind of because I just find it weird that these are the first PlayStation Five games." being announced it'd be interesting to go back and look at the other generations and kind of see what mm. they are because i feel like this always happens where it's not it's not the most exciting games like i remember and this is granted dating me and really old but like Mm. the first psp game we ever saw was death jr oh wow was that the first one yeah that's the first gameplay we ever saw of a psp game was death jr i remember watching a trailer for for death jr and it had the the same sample from bitch please 2 yes it did there we go check out the trailer that's hilarious Um, anyway, there you go. If you like nerd shit, that, yeah. that should be exciting news for you. Um, if you like other type of nerd shit, this might be exciting news for me. Uh, new Final Fantasy 15 MMORPG for mobile is coming. I got this article over from Brian Ashcraft at <laughs> Kotaku. Square Enix is teaming up with South Korean developer JSC Games and Chinese game maker uh, Gaia Mobile to develop a Final Fantasy 15 massively multiplayer online role-playing game for mobile, tentatively titled Final Fantasy 15 Mobile. The game has been in the works for a few years. It's being developed with Unreal Engine 4 and will be published by Shanghai Oriental Pearl Group. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 is no stranger to mobile. Back in 2017, Square released a generically bad Final Fantasy 15-ish mobile game called A New Empire. And then the following year, they did Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition, which was pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Um, according to Kilter, the upcoming game is set in a parallel Final Fantasy 15 world that takes place right after Noctis's Noctis begins his journey. The mobile game will feature new full-scale regions to explore. The developer says they hope to bring the original console experiences, flashy action and graphics to mobile with touch-based gameplay. Exciting. I guess it's a weird... This is weird, right? This is kind Mm -hmm. of doubling down in an area that I I feel like the traditional core gamer doesn't partake in in two fronts. The... MMORPG side and the mobile game side, right? Yeah. So it's like Final Fantasy fourteen online, huge hit. Mm-hmm. Mobile games, huge hits. You combine those, that sounds like it could be a great idea. Mm-hmm. Why not just put Final Fantasy fourteen on mobile? Yeah, I don't. That's that's a good point. I think I think that's a very good point because Final Fantasy fourteen is super successful right now. Yeah. Um, and that was that was gonna be my my next question is like, 
what at what point do they just run out of things to do and they're just like, all right, so we have a mobile game, we have we have Square Final, never will, man. Yeah, we like They'll we have Final Fantasy VII coming out as a mainline game. We have like all these different things. This is the I company we'll that put out, put out a game out. called Final Fantasy Ten Two. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And we're gonna get a Final Fantasy Seven remake too. Yeah, you know, I got, you gotta love it, man. Yeah. Uh, so Frank Furter writes in and says, "Good morning, blessing, and Tim. A new mobile Final Fantasy Fifteen game is in the works and almost ready to be shown off. But my main questions on this subject is why? Why are we getting another Final Fantasy Fifteen mobile game? Why is it so late compared to when the original game was released? Why is it not going to be a global release like the rest of the Fifteen games were? I feel that being so close to Final Fantasy Seven remake may help in the push." Uh, do you want more Final Fantasy? Here's this. But why make a mobile game of this when you can make it another add-on to an already amazing uh, game that you currently own? I'm confused to say the least, but do you have any inkling as to why Square Enix would do this? Thanks for all you do. So you play a lot of you played a lot of Final Fantasy 15. I beat 15, yeah. Did you play all the DLC? That I came did not. After I, play, I okay. gave I gave some of them a shot, and then at some point I. Because I know they like they just it. kept releasing, releasing, releing until a certain point where they and were they just were like, good. They were really they, good. My, didn't my, they cancel it at a certain point? Yeah. Well, at some point it just they they kind of like just kept going with it and kept announcing more and more and more, and then at some point they just kind of stopped. So like mm-hmm. they did the original uh, promise of what they yes. were, were going to add, but then mm-hmm. they kept adding more, and then eventually they they canceled it off. But mm-hmm. my problem with the DLC was a lot of that should have been in the main game story wise. Yeah. And I feel like the the original vanilla game. Um, was disjointed to say the least, and had it had the DLC in it, I think it could have been a much stronger game, and I think that people would look back at Final Fantasy 15 uh, with a lot more reverence. Um, but that's not the case of how things went down. Mm-hmm. But to answer Frankfurter's question here, it's like Final Fantasy 15 was very, very, very popular uh, and continues to sell well. Mm-hmm. So there is a market for that, and I think that this is Square kind of like doubling down on on markets that they know that they have and right now they have some hits going on in the the mobile side of things they know their online infrastructure works for games having said that though square doesn't have the best track record when it comes to success stories on mobile games like they mm-hmm. they kind of do a shotgun approach um i'm hoping that this is a a, a better example of them learning from their mistakes of the past decade um but but we'll see yeah this very much seems like a calculated thing to me of like all right we know this many people uh, liked Final Fantasy 15. We know this many people like played the the add-on content that came after afterward and like this like post uh, 15 support. I guess we know this many people play Final Fantasy games on mobile, um, and we know our uh, MMO does this well. And so like if we running the numbers, we probably we can probably guess that at a minimum, we'll get this much out of a mobile game. Absolutely. And, and on top of that, like, yeah, it, when out. you look at the amount of studios named there and developers and partnerships and all this mm. stuff, it's like, it, you can tell this isn't a like internal uh, priority. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, uh, if we hire these guys, these guys, partner with these guys, these guys, we'll make money. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, next news story. This is a small one. But uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate 6.1.1 patch introduces one tiny change. Uh, They received a minor update today, and it's natural to wonder when you see the game update what's been added. Uh, 6.1.1 for the the hit Switch Fighter is such a small change, though, that most players will not notice it. Uh, It implements support for the Dark Samus and Richter Amiibo, both of which release on January 17th. The update will allow you to use both Amiibo in-game, leveling them up and fighting against them as you would with any other Amiibo fighter. Uh, So yeah, the, the two Amiibos coming out January 17th. The majority of Smash Brothers characters now have Amiibo, with the exception of um, Joker, Hero, Banjo Kazooie, Terry, and the unannounced Fifth Fighter. We gotta imagine at some point we're Dude, gonna we're gonna get a Banjo Kazooie Amiibo. Well, it's I, happening, man. I, I still haven't purchased an Amiibo. Uh huh. And yeah. you think Banjo will be it? 
I think well I, at this point I should have purchased a snake ami- amiibo because I love Metal Gear Solid um, and a Link amiibo. Like there are so many there there are so many options available available to me for video game characters that I like. Banjo Kazooie might be the one that pushes me over yeah. the edge. Once you pop, me... you can't stop though, man. You gotta that's be what careful. I'm, that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, I don't have I don't have space for yeah. for like no just one a bunch of amiibos. Unless you're pair. Yeah, unless you're yeah pair Schneider. Yeah, um, but anyway, th- this is kind of a a non-story. But the reason that I, I thought it was important is that. I feel like Smash Brothers is in need of better patches than this right now. Uh, there are, really? a, and yeah, there's a lot of a lot of issues when it comes to the the meta game going on, and a lot of issues in terms of balancing the, the characters, really? especially with the addition of the DLC. Mm-hmm. And for them to not do anything that affects balance in this, I feel like is uh, is not a not a good sign. Interesting. Um, and whatever changes need to happen, it is just six point one point one, and we know we're going to get a bigger update with the next. Um, character announcement but mm-hmm. um i i do wish that we were getting a, a bit more here especially with the spirit stuff like the way they're doing these events man it could have been so good blessing it could yeah. have been so good and it's just so okay yeah i i should be playing way more smash mm-hmm. when i when smash ultimate came out because i'm like you smash is one of my favorite games ever hell yeah um when smash ultimate came out i probably played a hundred hours maybe eight i'm gonna say 80 hours to be safe i played probably 80 hours within that first month and a half and i just haven't really gone back since mm. like when um when joker came out i went back and played a little bit because i love uh, i love joker from persona 5 when banjo came out i went back and played a little bit when terry bogard came out i went back and i actually really like terry bogard i think his, his character controls uh very well and he's super fun to play as but i've just not really like gotten super hooked you know since the since its launch yeah um, Joe Evil writes in and says, "So, what are your final Pokemon Direct thoughts? Any Smash news tomorrow? Maybe. You think, you think the fifth not. character could be a Pokemon character? Dude, it could very well be a Sword and Shield uh, yeah. rep. I don't think it's going to be because I mean, if we learn one thing with Smash Brothers, is there is no pattern. Don't look for patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, the rules are all out the window when it comes to Ultimate. Um, but looking at the DLC characters that they've announced in Challenger Pack One." All of them have been third party. Yeah. Right. We got we have Joker, we had um, Hero, Terry, and and Banjo. You got to imagine for the fifth one, it's going to be third party. Third party as well. Um, I still got my money on Ryu Hayabusa from Ninja Gaiden, mm-hmm. but we'll see. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I I hope we don't see the Smash logo tomorrow in the direct. I feel like there's a strong chance for some reason. Because <sighs> February, February is the cutoff, right? It is. It is. But it's a Pokemon Direct. I don't know. Like I, they, they have time to do a Nintendo Direct. They're going to have to do a Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. Animal Crossing is not far away. Yep. They need to start announcing some more games. Like, and there's, there's not like a big game for this year, right? There's, there's not a big game for any month of this year yeah. right now. Like Nintendo hasn't talked about its lineup. I mean, so. No More Heroes 3. Yeah. yeah the, the biggest game. The biggest game of, of all this time. Year. Anyway, there you go. I'm um, Speaking of the Nintendo Direct... Uh, mm-hmm. What are, you, what are your final kind of predictions there? So, I don't know if you listened uh, yesterday, but I, because I, I think yesterday you were saying that there could be a chance of like a Sinnoh remake mm-hmm. or some sort of Pokemon game announced. I don't think we'll see any any sort of major Pokemon game announcement. I think it'll be DLC updates for Pokemon Sword and Shield. I think I think we'll see Pokemon added back yep. uh, because they probably, I mean, uh, not even probably, they 100% they have seen the back, backlash they've gotten about the, the decks. The decks. And so, I assume they'll be adding in more Pokemon. Um, I assume that we'll get like more. I don't know how how all the Gigantamax stuff works mm-hmm. because I kind of stayed away from that side of the game. The raid but, stuff, yeah, the raid stuff. That I just didn't really care, and so I imagine they'll probably add more of that stuff. Yep, I I, I think you're right. I think mm-hmm. that's uh an 
a foregone conclusion. We're going to get some Pokemon added back. We're going to get some type of DLC situation going, mm-hmm. and we're going to get a uh, more raid battles and things like that. Yeah. Twenty minutes is a long time to talk about that, though. Yeah, and it's Nintendo but in, and it's Japanese that's Nintendo. A, that's the thing is, yesterday I think I was also thinking that like, okay, yeah, we, we might we might see some Pokemon Sleep stuff in here, but since this is a direct. If you remember, like the last Pokemon presentation was not connected to Nintendo. It wasn't at all. a direct. That was yeah, just it wasn't Pokemon a direct. It was just a Pokemon weird. presentation. Was it their press or their? What um... an amazing show, though. Right, dude. I <laughs> I've never laughed God, so hard at so a live much. presentation. It was so early. Some of the too. some of the best uh, YouTube content we've ever dude, made is I, the, our reactions to that. <laughs> I want to go back and watch it again. It's so funny. It was very very entertaining. Oh my god! Remember um, the guy that like bragged about his promotion. Yeah. Remember when they they came out and um and advertised Godzilla, I think? Yeah. Was it Godzilla? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Godzilla. <laughs> For no reason. Like no oh, there was man. no connection whatsoever. So, so the Godzilla good. movie's about to come and out. And I guess the connection was Gigantamaxing, yeah. but they didn't we didn't know that. We didn't know that. At we the didn't time. know that at the time. Yeah. But yeah, so Pokemon Sleep, there's a chance. I think it's a little slim. Yeah. Um Pokemon Home, some type of update on, on all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um I, I do think that we we might get some updates on things that have been previously announced, like the Detective Pikachu mm. uh, situations with the games. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that with twenty minutes, and I, I we're Sword and Shield came out in November. Yeah. We're now long enough away that like we're, we're through the holidays. I think it's too early to announce Ultra Sword and Shield. Yeah, right. But we're now at a point where Pokemon has it's in a similar situation to Mario. Back in the day, there was just two D Mario. That mm-hmm. was it. Then they added 3D Mario. Mm-hmm. Then they added the 3D World style Mario. So there, and now there's Mario Maker as well. But I, I'll count that as even as a spinoff. Yeah, we have three separate styles of Mario games. So at any given point, we can get a new Super Mario Brothers sequel, a Mario 3D World sequel, and a mm-hmm. Mario Odyssey sequel. Yeah, right. And those would be totally different games. Pokemon's in a similar place where we have the core Pokemon game, mm-hmm. we have remakes, and we have the Let's Go series. See, I would. I would think the way they they think they I I would probably put Let's Go and Remakes in the same category as far as so, like man. really yeah because there, there's they're, they're just a different style, it's yeah. a different style right like mm-hmm. traditionally and again throw tradition out the window there used to be a third game every gen and then they're like mm-hmm. fuck it black and white too <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah um and Ultra Sun and Moon and all that stuff see my my thing is development time and like how much like how realistic is it to expect a Pokemon game every year that's like a main or not even mainline but like and that's what i'm saying yeah that's why i think the next one has to be let's go uh and i was trying See, to think about it let's togepi. go togepi yes it's fucking yes. togepi it's, let's baby go, it's like let, let's go togepi and let's go Meryl? Meryl? Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, but my thing is, I don't think we see that this year. I think we see that next year. Like, yeah. I think this year, if we get anything, it might be um, what was it called Pockin or like we might oh, get like a, some some sort of like spinoff yeah. this year. Like, if if God shines down on me, uh, Pokemon Puzzle League Two. <laughs> Woo! Let's go, <laughs> That'd be baby! Awesome. Or like a Pokemon Snap or whatever. Yeah, then Let's make Joe, Joey Joe happy. would be stoked. I don't um, know, man. I, I feel like with the with the install base of the Switch, with the amount that Pokemon uh, sells as a franchise, and the fact that they now know that if they put out a Let's Go game, they're going to make a shit ton of money. Yeah. I think it's going to come sooner than later. And those games, there's no way that their development uh, timeline and, and budget is that high. They mm-hmm. already have it there. They have the tile sets. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it is just taking the actual level like layout from the original yeah. Johto just putting it in they're going to be fine. Yeah. I I, I, I think, think we're going to see it, man. I think like a 3 year cycle of 
uh, you know, last 2019 mainline Pokemon game, 2020 maybe a spinoff or something, 2021 Let's Go, 2022 another uh, new Pokemon, um, uh, like mainline Pokemon Sword 2, Shield 2, whatever it may be, right? Or maybe a remake, I don't know. But like some sort of like three year cycle where they're just like switching off, I think could work beautifully, depending on. I don't know how long it takes for a mainline Pokemon game to get made because I can't remember when the last Pokemon game before this one came out. Sun and Moon Sun and was Moon. like twenty. Was that twenty? Was that twenty sixteen? Yeah, I think that, so. that sounds yeah. right. Yeah, it was the same year as Overwatch. Yeah, and so twenty sixteen. So I guess three years. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Exciting times. We'll see tomorrow. Uh, final news story of the day. Uh, this comes from over at Gamespot. James O'Connor. Devil May Cry three on Switch will feature a little something extra. Capcom teases. Uh, Devil May Cry 3 is releasing for Switch on February 20th as a digital release. Devil May Cry 3. What a damn game. I never played it. Woo-wee! It's uh, the best Devil May Cry game. Easily. Mm. Uh, It is based on the HD upgraded version of the special edition originally released for Xbox 360, Xbox One, PS3, and PS4. It's the third Devil May Cry game to release on Switch. Uh, It's also the most beloved of the original trilogy. And because of this, Capcom has promised that it'll feature a little something extra. In a video posted on Twitter, Capcom producer Matt Walker, our boy, uh, says that the team is feeling a little motivated by the fact that the game is so beloved. And as such, they are going to add a little something extra. How many times am I going to say a little something extra? And hope a few every single time it's in quotes here uh, (laughs) to this version of the game. More information will be unveiled through the Devil May Cry Twitter account on January 16th, January 30th, and February 13th. This suggests that there will be at least three changes made to the game. We'll see. Yeah, cool stuff. Do you think this leads to? Because I don't think we'll get Devil May Cry Five on Switch because that feels like just a way. That's that's a powerhouse. But do you think we get some sort of exclusive Devil May Cry title for Switch? No, no. I think this is just them like porting because they can port. You know, um, I, I think that Devil May Cry is going to continue. It sold well enough mm-hmm. uh, with Devil May Cry 5. I think it's going to continue to be a, you know, whatever you want to call the big brother consoles. Yeah. Uh, for, for next gen. Oh, man. But, man, a Devil May Cry potentially on Switch is so yeah, far like, away. Oh, man. You got, I, <laughs> you got me. You got me. Dang it. <laughs> if I wanted to know what games were coming to Mom and Grom shops today, where would I like? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the <laughs> Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. That's goddamn right. All right, let's check it out. Invert coming to Xbox One. Yeah. It's all caps. It's IN dash vert. Can you yeah. look that up, Kev? I wonder if it has to do with inline skating. I doubt it. Of the aggressive. Yeah, variety. I was thinking of skate game also. Regions of Ruin on Xbox One. Dragon Sinker, Descendants of Legend on Xbox One. Animal Friends, <laughs> the Joey Noel game on Xbox One. Refuge on PC and Tall Shard on PC. You got that invert? Xbox not One? Yeah, not yet. Give me New one dates for second. you. Dodge Roll, the developers behind Enter the Gungeon and Exit the Gungeon, have announced on Twitter that Enter the Gungeon has surpassed 3 million copies sold and they're excited to release House of the Gun Dead to arcades and Exit the Gungeon on PC and consoles early, early this year. House of the Gun Dead to arcades? They're making an arcade game? Was is was House of the House of the Gun Dead was that already a thing or is that a new, a new thing? I that I, name sounds awesome. That, yeah, can you also look up House of the Gun Exit, Dead? Because Exit the Gungeon, I think, was already a thing. Yo, I think that, Exit I, the Gungeon was the mobile game. I think. And yeah, those those were games. Okay, cool. Yeah, invert. This is, is invert. Um, oh, this looks not great. Yeah, this. <laughs> oh, what's going on? Oh man, I'm like skipping around, and it's what is happening? Is, are you okay, here we, here we go. Oh, this looks like um, 
Meat Boy. Super, Super Meat Boy, Boy, yeah. With somehow, like, worse Video graphics. Graphics. Jesus. This almost reminds me of, uh, See, I don't know what's happening here. Oh, die however uh, many times. It's, it's, it's like a trophy uh, guide. Oh, is it? Got, Got it. it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, <laughs> what, what kind of game is this? It looks like Are a like VVV, VVV. Can you look up House of the Gun Dead? Yeah, yeah. Give me a second. All right. And then Wargroove's free Double Trouble DLC is coming to Switch, Xbox One, and PC on February 6th with the PS4 version to follow later. In addition to a new co-op story campaign and units, the update will also add competitive quick play maps and more mission editor tools. Awesome. Uh, while Kev looks up House of the Gun Dead, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Mint Mobile. If you're still using one of the big wireless providers this year, have you asked yourself what you're paying for? Well, between expensive retail stores, inflated prices, and hidden fees, you're being taken advantage of because they know that you will pay. Enter Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile provides the same premium network coverage you're used to, but at a fraction of the cost because everything is online. Mint Mobile saves on retail, retail locations and overhead, then passes the savings directly to you uh, i got this from my mom it was super easy it was such a lifesaver uh she just couldn't figure out the whole phone thing having mm. to pay for stuff i get all of it was a disaster min mobile made it super easy any phone you got you can just put the chip in you're good to go it's cheap get all the all the service that you need Maybe too much service with her sometimes. She calls me way too much. Uh, Mint Mobile makes it easy to cut your wireless bill down to just $15 a month. Every plan comes with unlimited nationwide talk and text. With Mint Mobile, stop paying for unlimited data that you'll never use. You can choose between plans with 3, 8, or 12 gigabytes of 4G LTE data. You can use your own phone um, or you can get a new phone. It's up to you. Uh, ditch your old wireless bill and start saving with Mint Mobile. To get your new wireless plan for just $15 a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com games. That's mintmobile.com games. Cut your wireless bill to $15 a month at mintmobile.com games. Here we go, baby. Enter the Gungeon House of the Gun Dead. Let's see here. Is something I don't think anyone saw coming? Dodge Roll Games have now gone ahead and made a skip forward. Yeah. They, ac they actually did it, dude. That looks really cool. I, that yeah, looks awesome. This, this is beautiful. This it's is a great box. idea. Wow. That looks awesome. Hey, oh, for man. the new Do studio, you... could we for sure get one of these? Like, any sort of light box game, like gun game. They don't got the clicky guns, though, and that's kind of a problem. I don't know what you said, Kevin. I'm going to be honest. This is great. You should go check this out. <laughs> the uh, very guns? cool stuff. Enter the, the gun now? dead. The clicky guns, the ones that like click back. Oh, when you okay. Shoot. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. What's going what the on? hell is this? All right. Anyways, yeah. uh, let's do some mail here. Uh, reader mail 2038 Pokemon CEO writes in just like you can at patreon.com slash kind of funny games if you are a bronze member or above. Mm. He says in November 2018, Sony announced they would not be at E3. We're now in January with no confirmation of attendance. Is it safe to say Sony will be at E3 this year? I think so. I, mean, I think I, it is safe to say that they will. Yeah. Like I it, mean, this is a big year for them, right? Like this at the is... at the very least, if they're not at E3, E3, they'll activate during E3. Yeah. Like like they'll have some Xbox sort of. Did. Yeah. Well, Xbox weren't weren't Xbox at E3? Technically, they weren't. They were really? across the street. Wait, they didn't have the same booth. Mm -mm. Damn. I wonder what the, what did the floor look like? It was empty. Yeah. Yeah. No. It was. It was a, a weird, huh. weird year last year. Yeah. But Xbox had its own. So where Xbox did the press conference at 
the Microsoft Theater, I think it's called. It used to be the Nokia Theater mm -hmm. at LA Live. Um, where they did their press conference, that's where they had all of their games. Uh. And they invited people to come play there. Mm -hmm. So they had a bunch of setups and they had everything there. So they, they, were, they weren't at E3, but they were at E3. Mm -hmm. you know? Interesting. Um, I can see Sony doing that, but also Sony can kind of just not be a part of it if they wanted to and like go somewhere else. I think they will be, though. But yeah. they're going to show off their new console. Yeah, they want people to get their imagine, hands on it. Like, yeah, but you, you got to imagine that's February, though. Do you think so? Me and Greg have been that talking about that this. That seems so soon. Because, like, if you think back to the February 2013 mm -hmm. for the PS4. meeting. Yeah, like, all the stuff they talked about at that event, at this point, for PS5, they revealed through Wired articles, you know? That's true, but not games, and not what the box looked like, and not the yeah. controller officially. There's a lot of stuff we know that it, that's not official. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like leaked stuff, right? They're doing it. Like I, It's just a matter of when, and I, I think it's going to be February. I, right before the break, Greg and I looked back on when he got his email in, invitation to New York for that event, mm -hmm. and I feel like it was around January 13th. Huh. We got five days. Yeah, <laughs> we got five days, man. And that we'll can happen uh, if they even stick to that that plan. But mm -hmm. you got to imagine they want to start talking about it before major releases start coming out. Everyone in the games industry understands what this year is. They yeah. understand that once March starts happening, it ain't going to stop. Mm -hmm. The games march on, baby, all throughout the year. Final Fantasy VII Remake, March 3rd, and then just boom, 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 mm -hmm. boom. So it's like they don't, they're going to want to make announcements when people aren't distracted by playing games. That makes sense. You know. That makes sense. I'm not 100% con convinced, but I mean, I, any way they, put, they they do it, I'm not surprised because so far they've been pretty un unconventional. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if they if That's they true. throw throw an event in February, I think it could make sense for them to to do that. Um if they wait until cuz Xbox didn't do it until May last time, mm -hmm. right? It was like right before E3 where they revealed the Xbox 1 and and all that stuff. Um I don't know, man. So far, PlayStation has just been so, or Sony's been bizarre. so, yeah, bizarre, uh, leading up to this. That I wouldn't be surprised if, like, even if they do the February event, but just push it to April. Yeah, I think that could make sense because, like, at this point, we're so it feels like we're so early and we know so much already that they could get away with doing something closer to E3 to like get that hype ramping up, and then at E3 make the big splash of here's the price. Here's I was gonna say what the controller looks like, but we pretty much. But we don't know. They oh, haven't yeah. shown us. They haven't shown us. Which is a big But difference. if it if it looks just like the PS4 controller, how much of a reveal? I mean, what they've shown, it looks different. I mean, it has, like... It looks beefier. It looks a, a little, little bit, yeah. It looks a little bit more like an Xbox controller in terms of mm -hmm. sheer girth, you know? Yeah, yeah that good girth. Yeah. Uh, your, your theory about April, I, I buy it. Mm -hmm. That, that kind of does make sense to me. I just think that... If I were to bet, I think it's going to be before March. Interesting. That, that we we get some type of blowout. From can them. we make this a bet? Because yeah, we can. Let, let's bet right now. Here we go. Pizza party. What, what pizza do you want? Party. What are we betting? Pizza pizza party. Well, no matter what, I win. <laughs> I'm not to do a pizza party bet. All right, cool. Let's do All pizza right. party. What, bet. So what's the bet? I'm betting. I'm betting. I guess after April or after. Yeah, and I'm, okay. I'm betting. I'm betting before Final Fantasy VII remake comes out. Okay, that'll be the that'll be the divider. Yeah. So there's a okay. whole month in between. If it happens in March, neither of us win. Okay. Well, actually, hold on, hold on. No, I like that. <laughs> okay. I like okay, there has fine. to be a middle ground. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm down with that. You know, I, I could definitely see that. I just feel like they had the reason that PlayStation has been so weird 
and mm -hmm. dripping little bits of information in very bizarre ways is because I feel like they were kind of put into a, an awkward position the last year where mm -hmm. they had their games coming out. They had Death Stranding, but they didn't have the, you know, Horizon, God of War, Spider-Man, like the banger, 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 banger going on. And I they, mean, they had Last of Us. But, uh, well, yes, they uh -huh. had that to talk about, but that was the problem is you can only talk about Ghost of Tsushima, oh, Death Stranding, okay. um, yeah. you know, and uh, Last, Last of Us, and yeah. there was one other one, but whatever. Yeah. So much. Right, so they, they had, that's why they had to kind of back out of E3, and they're like, and they didn't do PSX, and it was just like, yo, we can't keep talking about this stuff, but they had to keep announcing something. So uh -huh. I think that's why they like let more information out than we normally would have got about the PS5. So I think that now that they're back on track, I think we're, we're going to get some, some heat. Interesting. Um, let's see. Let's do... Um, let's do Jamie S. There are reports that Nintendo may be launching a Switch Pro this year, possibly mid-year. I know a Switch Pro is something you've been predicting for a while now, Tim, and it seems likely to be happening, but I wonder if you think this is the right time. With Series X and PS5 coming this fall, does mid-year or any time this year make sense for a new Switch launch? Uh, will people have the resources or the desire to invest in a new Switch version when the next-gen consoles are so close? And can we expect the Switch Pro to even remotely hold a candle to what the other new consoles will offer from a technical perspective? I love my Switch, but there's no way I would invest in a new one this year with the impending cost of the real next gen offerings on the horizon are these report are these reports fake news and if not is nintendo about to make a big mistake i i'm not necessarily convinced that a, a switch pro would be this year i would maybe think next fall if there is a switch pro which you're pretty you're pro switch pro right i am very pro switch pro, pro where mm. i want one and also it's going to happen mm -hmm. i also don't think it's this year yeah um, if it were to happen, I don't think it'll be fall next year. I think it'll be spring next year. Spring next year. I can see that also. At some point. Um, I, I think that these news reports are fake news. I think that every, everyone talking about this is just like gleaming off of the same headlines that, mm -hmm. you know, weren't really substantial to begin with. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if one came out this year, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to rival the next-gen consoles at all. Mm -hmm. I also don't think Nintendo gives a shit. Nope. They've never given a shit in the past. Mm -hmm. They could put it out the same day as the See, PS5 or Xbox, and no, like they would be like, I don't, I don't know, care. Man. That's I, where that would be the thing that would make me worry because, like, I mean, obviously, like Nintendo is an entirely different type of company than these other companies, and so they probably could get away with it in some sense. But I also think that people have like a, a limited amount of money to spend. And so like and like there's a huge category of uh video game players that are going to be buying the Xbox Xbox Series X or PS5 for sure. And so to put to put out a Switch Pro this fall, uh I feel it would just be unnecess unnecessary as far as like what 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 a headache that could be for them as opposed to just putting out next but year. See, Nintendo does things differently though. Cuz mm -hmm. here here's the the situation that they have going on. Is all of that is true. But what Nintendo does differently than Xbox or PlayStation is they make products that last forever in the mm -hmm. sense of value. Those, they don't, they don't have go down price, price drops. The yeah. games do not go down. They put out games. Mario Kart 8 is still selling. 8 Deluxe, right? It's still yeah. selling as well as it ever has. You know, A lot of their games are the same way. I feel like at any point they just put it out and just be like, there's just another option for people to buy. I don't think they're going to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying if they did, I wouldn't be surprised. They could do it next week. There's no rhyme <laughs> or reason to it. Yeah. I do think that it will probably coincide with Breath of the Wild 2. That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think that whenever that is, if that happens to be this fall, mm -hmm. I can see it being this fall then. Right? 
What are the, what do you think are the chances of Breath of the Wild two being this fall? I think it's this fall. Really? I, I, I think I <laughs> wait. A minute. So you think it's this fall, mm-hmm. which would be really amazing. Yes. But you also like you don't necessarily think that the Switch Pro is coming out because I think the Breath of the Wild two is entirely being planned to be this fall. But I it's going don't to get think it's going to hit it. Mm. So because okay. of that, I, I can, can buy see that them then because like. Breath of the Wild 2, let's say it's March next year mm-hmm. with the new Switch Pro. That's money, baby. Dude, dude <laughs> that, I, that's why I think that's the move because, like, uh, 20, what year are we in? 2021. Yeah, 2021, so far, as we know, isn't going to be that huge in video games, especially compared to this year. We just right? don't know that, though. I mean, like, it's way too early th- to say well, that. This is me, this is me comparing uh, 2021 to 2014. Okay. Where if you remember 2014, that was the year after the launch of the PS4 and, and Xbox One, and that year felt empty. Like, game of the year for that year was Dragon Age Inquisition from IGN and Shadow of Mordor from Giant Bomb, and uh, I forget what other games came out on uh, those two consoles that year. But it was a, it was a pretty chill year. And so far, like... We don't really know much of what's coming out in 2021 from PS5 and Xbox Series X, obviously, because nobody's really announced yet. But I can't imagine that developers are, are going to be ready to really put out like some big games. See, but yeah, we don't know. Dude, I think you're wrong. I, really? I think that this is such a different generation, unlike anything we've ever seen before, mm-hmm. where we are getting so much information that we've known the gen's coming longer than we've ever known a gen's is coming before right mm-hmm. and with that with everything we're talking we were just talking about with sony about them like being kind of quiet the last couple of years in terms of announcements that doesn't mean that they're not working on stuff that mm-hmm. means that i think that 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 uh we're going to get playstation meeting 2013 right they yeah. announced a knack you know yeah. our lord and savior <laughs> that's all great yep. but they didn't announce horizon they didn't announce spider-man they didn't announce all the stuff mm. i think that maybe not at that meeting but at e3 this year, we're going to get announcements of Spider-Man. We're going to get announcements of Horizon. We're going to get announcements of so many big titles, mm. new IPs from uh, Sony properties. But right? for 2021, though, yeah. Hmm. I think I All think right. I think that we're going to see a top-loaded uh, gener- like of the generation in a way mm. that we've never seen before, where really? the early years are going to be bangers. Mm-hmm. Think about it. We're getting Halo Infinite. Day one yeah. on Xbox One, but like that's not X. that's not unheard of though. We've had Halo as launch titles. But when wasn't like the first Xbox, the original yeah. Xbox in two thousand one? Like it's mm-hmm. been so long. We've had two when, gens in between. When did now. Halo Five come out? Was that Halo Five was like way after the launch? Okay, interesting. So, so that's what I'm saying. Is like launch titles, like Breath of the Wild was the first mm-hmm. major launch title in generations for Nintendo. For well, anybody, I guess you don't count Wii Sports. There, there that's, is, but that's different though. It is that's, different. That that was a, a killer app and, and like a new way to play. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like, I mean, you you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the the core games, right? And I, I when you look at the last couple generations of launch titles, I'm not saying they were bad games. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it was like it's third parties are really yeah. really carrying the weight. The Assassin's Creeds, the the Call of Duties, right? Yeah, we're not getting. Horizon or Spider-Man or God of War or Halo or, you know what I mean, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to this year. And I think that, like, the ones that don't make it are going to lead into 2021. Mm-hmm. My, I mean, my prediction so far currently is that, uh, let's see, Horizon came out in, what, 2017? What year mm-hmm. are we in? 2020. I can see possibly a Horizon as, and this is bold, as a launch title. Me too, man. And I then it's possible. Spider-Man 2 in 2021. And then God of War in 2022, mm-hmm. but I, I can't see like mo- I can't see like 
PlayStation putting out like banger after banger in twenty twenty one. I can't let's see, see dude. But we'll, we'll, let's we'll see. see. They did. They've done it before. And they own. Dude, they own off. Insomniac now, mm-hmm. right? And Insomniac, you know, has Ratchet multiple studios, and so you know, we could see a Ratchet and Clank uh, two, or you know, it probably won't be a two. It'll probably be a subtitle, but like we could see it. We, sh- we could see a Ratchet dude, and that'd Clank. Be so cool! I can't wait for that, dude. I hope. Yeah. I freaking love Ratchet and Clank 2015. 2015, right? Or so 2016? Good. I forget. I feel like it was fifteen. Is that the one that I th- came out because I think that was our first year. It's kind the, of funny. I feel like it was the after because I think it was the I, remake of the original. Yeah, the remake of the original. Yeah, yeah, it came the one out after the movie, movie, right? Yeah, yeah, but I think I I, I lived okay. in Seattle when I played that, so I had to be sixteen. It might have been. Yeah, maybe you played it late. Maybe I did play it late. It's time to squad up. You can go to Patreon Patreon dot com dot Patreon dot com slash kind of funny games to squad up. Dosu one seventy says me and a buddy started a podcast here called Here We Are SWLA. A year ago, and we're looking to expand. We want to start doing some gaming content with Let's Play, streaming, etc. If any of the kind of funny best friends would be willing to help us out, you can contact us on Facebook through the Here We Are SWLA page. Thanks in advance. Go support. Yeah. Check them out. Um, then one of them rotating segments that I wanted to add today is a new thing called Kevin's Memory Card. Uh, <laughs> before we started the, the show, Kevin was like, hey, what was that one game that I always wanted to play that I never played? And I immediately knew the answer. Kinetica on the PlayStation 2. Talked about it for years. Can, can you bring this up? Uh, yeah, give me two seconds. Kinetica. Uh, there's a link on the. What is, I, I what is Kinetica? So Kinetica was an uh, OG PS2 game. It was so old on PS2 that it was actually one of the CD games with the blue bottoms. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember that shit? Yeah. Whoa. That was loud. Sound max, bro. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, because it says sound max, no, and no, no. the sound is really maxed. What other what games did I own that had that? Because I remember games that have having like the dark, um, like the. It was black. a lot of the early PS2. Did games. Oni have that? Because I had yes. Oni. Okay. If I remember correctly, it did. Um, Gonna jump forward or? Yeah, yeah. Go to go to some gameplay because you said you didn't remember the gameplay. This came out October 14, two thousand one. One of Sony Santa Monica's first games. Oh wow! And I was all about this. It's a it's a racing game where you're a person with wearing this little like Iron Man suit that has wheels on it. Huh. <laughs> But and it's like, like a can, really, do, really sexy suit, right? You can do do tricks and stuff. Yeah, you see that little like thong butt stuff. Yeah, it's like very, the Ned Flanders cool. suit. That looks actually looks pretty cool. It's designed sees. by David Jaffe. Really? Yeah. Do you know this reminds me, like the, you saying it's uh, Sony Santa Monica is one of, uh, one of their first games. That reminds me of a game I used to love on S on, on S sixty four. I believe it was Sucker Punch's first game. Ro- Rocket, Rocket Robot, Robot on, on Wheels. wheels. Yes, I dude. love that too. I man. used to spend all my time. Kev, I just sent you another link, or it's in the dock underneath it. But I used to make roller coasters in that game. Yeah, um, in, in that first level, just nonstop, and I never got super far in that game because of that. Connecticut looks. That dope, was though. Sucker Punch's first game. Was it? Yeah. That's the launch trailer. For yeah. So apparently, uh, it's a PS2 classic. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And it looks it looks a lot better. <laughs> huh. This might be I might have to play this. This might be have to be like a PS I love you XO. It dude, it's 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 fun. There's so many <laughs> games that we're gonna be playing on that. Like the dude. fact that we're playing Peace Walker right now. Yeah. We were playing me and we were playing Peace Walker last night. Oh, oh shit, the, the like tires float? This like, looks not awesome. Yeah, Rocket Robot on Wheels, 1999, their first game, right wow. before Sly Cooper, or a couple years before Sly Cooper. Tim, I want to go play this. You can, man. It's a PS2 Classic. Get after Dude. it. All right, let's 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 move on. 
Uh, let's see. Go. Let's do a little bit of "You're Wrong" right now. Oh Jesus! Oh no! Do we do we do we mess up? Yeah, there's a lot more than there usually is. Uh, a lot of a. Uh, Editorializing. Yeah, Belinda says it is Mutazi One, not. It was repped by Papa Agenda, and she. Got it. Got yeah. it. There we go. There we go. That's her obligation. I was right that Outer Worlds and Wilds were never in the same category so no far way. from CNN. Groovy Moose says Tim said Godfall will be a PS5 exclusive. The official website for the game listed as releasing on the Epic Game Store as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I Console mean. Console exclusive. Console. Xbox has announced the new Rare game is an yes. Xbox next gen game. Wait, did they did they say biologist. that? But see, even then, that goes that falls back into what I'm saying, where it's like mm-hmm. that's not an actual game. It's like Ubisoft being like, oh yeah, our game's going to be on it. I want like titles and console. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel you. Hmm. 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 Yep. 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 October <laughs> or Halo Five launched October 2015. Says Nanobiologist. Nanobiologist two years says after Xbox One launch, the comic book adaptation of Death Junior was written by Gary Whitta. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what? awesome. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Halo 5 launched two years after the Xbox from Nanobiologist. And Lord of Pwn says, the Ratchet and Clank remake came out in April 2016, a month before Uncharted 4. I knew it. So there you go. And ladies and gentlemen, that has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. If you want to stay tuned to our post show, you can be a member over on patreon.com slash Games at the silver or above membership levels. Uh, but until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>